the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Wednesday, June the 16th, and you're tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. Visit a new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Marsh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing is the good question. We're all being attacked by pollen. It, it's three of us at least in Ugh. this building. And and I don't know about you, but Rona and I have hair that just attracts the pollen mm-hmm. and it just parks there. So, Well, as a chronic allergy sufferer, it's nice to not be the only person in the uh, station that is dying of allergies. I'm ready to give myself a haircut right now. It's awful, isn't it? Yes, you're like you're looking at me like it welcome, feels nice. welcome to my world. <laughs> it feels nice because I think people, I think most time people think I'm crazy because I'm in here like sniffling all the time. Or I'm like talking about how itchy my skin is all the time. People are like, wow, this guy must be nuts or he's on something. Oh it's like no, gosh. it's just everyday life that is wearing me down, and it's nice to not be alone in that struggle. For I was one. so disappointed. I thought I had maybe a three year old like Advil sinus in the in the working studio. <laughs> I couldn't find it. So here I am. Well, I know that struggle too, because this morning I was even worse off than I am now. And I was like tired eyes, blindly right? walking around the apartment. And I finally found one and it was all crinkled up and it was old, <laughs> but it was uh, a day quill that uh-huh. who knows how long I've had that thing. But I Doesn't was like, matter. Oh. I was so happy when I found it. I ripped that thing open so fast. Uh, but yeah. We're going to have so to ask goes. Charlotte a requisitionist. Some special, you know, over the counter. Or we need to get better, like, stuff. we need to get different air filters in here. Or something. Let's call in Johnson & Johnson, ah, right? You're yeah. right. Uh, they that? would probably be able to hook us up with some better uh, allergy defense filters, I guess. There you go. Oh, Thank also you. have to wish a happy birthday to my sister today. Well, happy birthday. Yes, it is my sister's birthday. I know uh, later tonight that I would be, uh, it would be talked about if I didn't wish her happy birthday on the air. Okay. So I have to do that so real quick. So you've done it? I've done it. Is That's she, out of the is way. Is she out of the classroom right now? Is she still working in the building? Um, I don't know if she's still in the building or not. I The summer teacher schedules are always so confusing to me because sometimes, because mm-hmm. people can still, they can do it to where they get paid throughout the year still, but they don't have to go in, but then some people still have to go in to get paid. And it depends on if they're classroom teachers or guidance counselors. And I I remember we, we always had like a window mm-hmm. and there were some teachers that just, I, I don't know if they were machines or what, but they were re- like ready to walk out the door with their tote bag the day with after, the like, you know, <laughs> pretty much. But, but I was always like, still cleaning my room, even mm. though I had, I don't know if you were one of these kids, but I always had the students that were um, the ones that that came every single day, even the days that the the school system 
low key told them they didn't have to come. Huh. And I know they don't officially tell them that ever, right. but, you, but you know, right, they right. get the impression that like maybe a day or two towards the end is not as important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always had students, especially when I was teaching middle school, that were there every day and that they were great because they'd help me straighten up the shelves. Oh, yeah. They're like, can I dust this? Oh, I'm like, yes, well, you can. That was definitely not me. Was I was there. You. I would be at the class or in class those last couple of days, but ooh, I was not helping anybody. I was uh-huh. sitting there, hopefully watching a movie in the class <laughs> and then uh, waiting for the bell to ring so I could go do it again and oh, then leave. No. I always had those kids that were, you know, there were always a few of them. That just, I need something to do. What do you need me to do? Do you need me to run something? Always the favorite. Do you need yeah. me to run something to the office? Well, see, uh, <laughs> with my mom working at my high school when I was there and uh, she had her student aides and whatnot, mm-hmm. I would always get in tight with them and then uh, hit them up on towards the end of a uh, end of school year day and be like, hey, can you get me out of class? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> run down. Can you... Can you knock on the door and tell me that I need to come to the office? Or you, or eventually you'd hear the uh, class phone ring, uh-huh. and then the teacher would be like, "Yeah, uh, you know, Jordan, I think you're needed down in the uh, office." Did you go? Did you go to the office? <laughs> oh, Were you yeah. actually there? I would go to the office. Did you uh, take the long way? I would go to the office, but that would be like the pit stop to the gymnasium. Oh my gosh! And then that would be the pit stop to wherever the rest of the day would be mm-hmm. down there. At, would at spend a the rest point of the day during there. the school year, though, it kind of... Oh, yeah, and this would always be and towards the, kids the end. kids know, like, no, one, no one's kind of keeping an eye yeah. on it. And it'd be always towards the end because you knew, playing sports and stuff, you couldn't get away with too much during, you know, the heart of the school year, uh-huh. towards the end. You could do what you wanted. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so there's a there's a note that I, I got from actually both Jeff Jenkins and Hoppy Kirchival that they'd gotten on their calendar. Um, we had... We had gotten some word from uh, trainers. I'm gonna. Everyone's anonymous. Trainers and jockeys that I know that in January there was some horses that died because of track conditions. They were saying it's because the the track was pity. Right. Um. Maybe the and and some of the horses maybe um by other people weren't being well taken care of. But a, a couple of things. You know there. Safety of the horses mm-hmm. was was an right. issue. Um, I I kind of sat on that right because I, I wasn't sure you know where we. I yeah, sent there was to, a lot of like uh, loose ends to tie up on that story. Right. right? So I, I I sent it to Jeff. I'm like, what do we do with this? So we kind of parked it for a bit because. But today, this morning, the oh, racing goodness. commission is conducting what they are framing as an emergency meeting to an, to address an ongoing lack of 24 hour access to the barn at Charlestown Racetrack uh, that is. Uh, allegedly causing equine health, safety, and welfare concerns. Uh, the emergency meeting is also necessary to address the health, safety, and welfare concerns impacting animal welfare and address substantial and, quote, imminent harm posed to animals. So I'm not sure how broad that is, if that yeah. addresses any of those other concerns. But um, the meeting is happening right now. I can't audit it because obviously I'm here. Right. But um, hopefully we'll we'll get some some word on goodness if they decide. Well, that has some pretty uh, substantial implications to the end of that conversation. My goodness. Right, because they you could. Know, that, it, I said, sounds like they could essentially just be like, yeah, no more racing. It possibly. If if whatever comes out comes out in that or, direction, or we mitigate this, and here's how we mitigate it, and you've got a grace period, right, or whatever. Right. So that that'll be an interesting conversation to have. Wow. Also, um, do we have? I don't know when we have to take a break. You want to take a oh, break got, and come back? We got a couple more minutes. Okay. So also yesterday, I got to do a neat thing. Um, I got to go over to the hospital, and it, uh, you'll you'll laugh, Mister Map Guy. <laughs> 
I was a couple minutes late because I couldn't find the building. It was not on the main campus. It was across the street. And where was it? It was at the hospital here? Yeah. So they got, they call it like MOB, Medical oh, Office yeah. Building. Did you walk into the main hospital? And they told no, you to no, go? no. I drove around the campus and these the there were guys there like doing the, the lawn and they were just, just kind like, of watching this, me drive by. Why does this lady by. keep passing us? <laughs> and then th- there was another building where it looked like there were a lot of students, like medical right. students out. And they were just kind of, I was like, I'm not going to ask these kids. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask for directions. So then I ended up calling the main line. Where is uh, medical office three? Now, are you uh, are you a directions no, asker? No, well, if, if I get you're desperate, just going on like a trip, no, if I get desperate, I am. But I am not above. I try to pl- I try to plan ahead. Like I have a feeling most of the general population would have been able to find it blindfolded. Yeah. I just have a really awful sense of direction. But anyway, uh, I got to the to the hospital and they were having this great. Um, they they hadn't started yet, mm-hmm. but they were having this uh, great. Uh, uh, press conference about the new technology they have. Right. They've had it for a little bit and it's basically a virtual reality tool that uh, takes the CT scans and MRIs of patients, puts that information together and gives you a picture of what's going on inside the brain. So the surgeons, I watched them do this. The, the, the uh, fellow from neurosurgery, uh, Dr. Sherman asked the, the tech to like okay, peel this back. Show us the skulls. Show you know, take the skull and off. And it's all show us on the they, computer that you're yeah. watching this. So they were showing us a sample of a patient who'd had a tumor, right? And they were showing us, okay, here's where the tumor is, and because of this technology, they could see where the different veins, arteries were, and they could they knew they could work around it. In one case, they showed us where a previous surgery hadn't taken enough bone out, but there was plenty of room to Ooh. do that. Well, hey, hold that thought because oh. we have some uh, clips from uh, from that okay. um, meeting yeah. or the. Seminar? Doctor, uh, it was a press conference. Press conference. Dr. Sherman. Yeah, yeah, we have some clips from that. So stick around. We'll play those here after the break on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marge Kavalik. And before the break, we were talking about uh, the pretty cool um, press conference slash, I guess, um, uh, exhibition that mm-hmm. you were at over at WVU Medicine East with their VR brain mapping yesterday. So are you familiar with like those video, the VR goggles, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what, what this neurologist put on. And it, and it was kind of neat because they had this special little box that they used to, to um, sanitize it. Right. And he's like, Hey, I'm sanitizing this after I use it. If you guys want to use it, you can. Right. And then I forgot that he offered but, you know, it it's fine. Because um, I probably would have walked into a wall. And before uh, we get deep into it, what was it like out at the hospital with, like, protocols and stuff? Was it yeah, anything everyone weird? Was, everyone was wearing masks. Yeah. Everyone but you, was. it wasn't, there wasn't any, like, enhanced stuff. Like, you didn't have to get your temperature taken or <laughs> so, anything like that? No. And, um, I mean, there were there were little uh, areas where you could sanitize your hands and stuff. Right, right. But no one was like, you Nobody was on top pass. of you the whole time? Mm-mm. No, but everyone, you know, was just wearing right. a mask. I right. didn't see anyone without without one covering their face. Uh, the reporters, no one. Right. Um, but it was, it was really cool because <clears throat> they showed us on the screen um, an actual, it was a patient, you know, all the identity yeah, stuff oh was, yeah. was covered yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. But 
um, you know, the, they showed us the, the mapping of the brain of a person who'd had a tumor. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, like, this is this is a tool that we can use to explain to someone, here's what's happening, here's what we think we might need to do. And then at post-surgery, here's what we did. And um, mm. it, and it provides a, a comfort. And someone at one of the reporters said, you know, is, is that too much information? Is it a little too much? You know, right. These, well, what we're finding largely is people want to know. Oh, yeah. And is there too much information, I guess, in terms of that kind of stuff? Maybe. And, it, and it, if it's not the individual, maybe their families take yeah. comfort in knowing, too. So um, it was really neat because, of, and I asked, I said, oh, is, this, is this predictive? Are you missing things when you're in surgery? Are there surprises? And they said, no, it's predictive. This isn't actually, it's not predictive. It's an actual picture right. of, of the brain. Wow. And um, it the thing that he was remarking about was it allows them to find the pathways. Right. Uh, oh, this I is, have oh, this, this. I have that. This I have is it, Dr. Sherman. <laughs> the system that we have allows us to reconstruct the highways in the brain. Those are the important connections from one part of the brain to the other. And we can relate those highways to the critical you know, tumor or whatever thing we need to remove. Sometimes it's an aneurysm we need to clip that might have bled. Sometimes it's a tumor. Sometimes it's, you know, a stroke that we need to deal with. And was how and I'm I'm gonna assume uh, with the type of technology you're dealing with in this uh, that you could see the brain like it was you were looking at it in person kind of right? No, what? I mean it wasn't like a, a pictorial right. view of it. Everything was, um, and I'm sure this is all layers of the technology. Right. Everything was kind of color coded. Yeah. And you could peel back. He could have said, "All I want to see are the arteries." He could have hmm. said, "All I want to see." is the soft tissue. Right. All I want to see is the tumor. And and they could have peeled that back and showed him what he wanted to see. Wow. But it was all kind of, and color coding seems simplistic. But you could see, you know, that this tissue is this color, the tumor was orange, whatever. Um, and then they showed us a different, you know, with the, the skull view of it. They, they showed us that, you know, what you normally think of the, like the pink fleshy, right. you know, brain mm-hmm. matter. Um, and then he showed us because the other applicant, there are lots of applications, but one of the applications is when people have back injuries, sometimes that starts in that upper spine area, really? right? Um, and so he was showing us like, you can, you can take the spine, you can show the person, your patient where there's, you know, um, compression yeah. or whether there's a hole that's not the right size and that's causing issues and they need to drill the size bigger or whatever. So it really kind of said, here's, here's what's happening inside you right now. Here's how we can mitigate that. Wow. That sounds incredibly interesting. Oh, I, It'd I really be cool to it. see that in person too. You would have done the VR. You would have been like, Hey, I think you promised that we could put the goggles on <laughs> and you wouldn't have walked into a wall, but he was, well, <laughs> he said, don't uh, speak so soon. Say the only time I've done VR, uh, it was just at a buddy's house. That was the the game where like you put the headphones on and you put the goggles on, and then it looks like you're walking out on a plank, like oh, a gosh. million stories above the ground. Um, and I took about a half a step and had a panic attack and almost passed out. And so you like, took the move. goggles right off. You, you had the fast. presence of mind to like say this is not real. Hey, I'm, I'm way off. too afraid of heights to uh, deal oh, with anything like that. So this, uh, you know, that was interesting. He also had a video of himself in an operating room, not doing surgery, but showing how it would apply and how when he was in the surgical suite, how he would use the technology on the on the screens yeah. in real time. Because he had this little, for lack of a bit, he had like a little pointer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, yeah. you know, showing like on this um, skull. It was not a real skull. <laughs> but like, you know, here's, I could I could find this and, and we could really trace around the area that we want to see. Wow. Yeah, and that's really got to help cool. them so much. 
So I'm sitting there and I'm watching the the doctor, you know, Dr. Sherman is this neuro oncologist. Mm -hmm. So he deals with, you know, cancers of the brain. Um, and very professional, obviously had used the material, but I'm also looking at the guys over running the computer. Cause there's a guy from the company uh-huh. and then there's a guy who's being trained to run it at the, at the, at the hospital. Right. And I'm like, you guys are rock stars. And they're like, yeah, we are kind of thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're doing stuff like that, you are absolutely a rock star. Yeah. My goodness. And how much that helps. I mean, the doctors themselves, cause you got to think, uh, I mean, I've been to doctors enough and gotten x-rays and MRIs and whatnot where you'd have to be such, you have to have that trained eye to know what you're looking at. It's just black and gray on the screen. But with this, and you're saying with the color coding and stuff, it has to make it so much quicker for them to do their job. It was really cool. And, and they did actually uh, put up on one of the screens, the traditional whenever, you know, whenever you get an x-ray or an ultrasound and it's all, it's just blobs in in grayscale. Right. And I'm like, Oh, this is really slumming now. You know, how do you see anything with that? You know, um, do you have the other clip? Mm -hmm. Were you able to pull that up? Cause he was talking also about the application for, uh, not only the patient, but also training the staff members and, you know, other applications. Better patient engagement so that they can better understand what they're dealing with and why they have the symptoms they have. So that's one way. And then once we're in the operating room, not only have we planned it, we're actually using that reconstructed image versus the traditional 2D image. And it so well correlates to the real anatomy that it just makes it safer and patients do better. So um, he said, and someone, I was talking to someone about what I'd experienced yesterday, and they're like, well, can you use it on other body parts? I'm like, I'm sure there's yeah, the application. Yeah, I see why not, yeah. But um, the, the fact of the matter is, this is the, um, the Rockefeller Neuroscience Institute. Um, so if you're familiar at all with our, our former senior U.S. Senator, Jay Rockefeller of the Rockefellers, right. he, came to the to the state he was a vista volunteer and and uh kind of rose up the political ranks became governor and then u.s senator mm-hmm. um he had family members who who suffered from uh debilitating brain right. disorders you know, dementia alzheimer's and so they started this neuroscience center um out of funding from right. from that family uh and so it was part of that uh, umbrella that th- that brought this technology to the Eastern Panhandle. That's cool. So I also asked. I said, "So does does Morgantown have this?" <laughs> they, did this, did they no. say no? No. Good. And, and the guy said, <laughs> "The guy, the guy, Doctor Doctor Sherman said, I'm sure they'll want it." <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Morgantown always wants that kind of stuff if they don't have it. But that's so, so neat that that's right here yes, in the Panhandle, in the Eastern Panhandle, and. Um, we are now among fewer than 10% of hospitals in the country um, that have this kind of technology. Wow. Well, that's really neat. Yeah, that's, it sounded like before you even went, just uh, how you were describing it, it sounded like it was going to be pretty cool. And now, I think you would have liked it. I, I mean, if too. it hadn't have cut into whatever you're like, afternoon biking time you know (laughs) well no i i tease because jordan's been really busy people are taking vacations so you're filling in for a lot of those guys in the building so i'm i'm making fun but like but yeah we were all kind of pitching in and and i'm glad i got the the uh whatever short straw or whatever and got to go to that yeah no that is really neat (laughs) it'd be neat to see that it's so cool seeing how they've uh how people and you know i guess different um professions are taking all these different technologies i mean vr was just so you could do different video games at your house. And now people mm-hmm. are uh, doing brain surgeries with it and dissecting things with it. And it's just crazy to see how different these applications can it's be It's interesting in. you say that because uh, when they were talking about the funding mechanism, mm-hmm. one of the 
one of the statements, the references was that the people who are making the decisions about funding these yeah. often are not people who've ever played video games or who kind of understand virtual reality technology. So it's kind of a sell yeah. to them to say, hey, you know, this is something. But, you know, watching Dr. Sherman, he says, I'm not really a video player. I've, you know, done a few things, but right. he was really fast at it. So obviously he trained himself and he knew enough about the landscape, the brain. Obviously he knew his way around. Well, could you imagine if you like showed up at his house and you walk in and he's in his living room with VR headset on, right? Doing different things. You're like, oh, what about video game he's playing? Then he takes <sighs> it off. He's like, oh, I was just looking at brains. Uh, yeah. I was just practicing, you know, brain surgery. Just, yeah. Doing a little, little, little off work work. It's like, oh, I thought you were playing like Superman or something. Well, it is kind of a superhero. It you is know? definitely a superhero. When you think power. about someone who can uh, extend someone's life. Well, yes. Doesn't this kind of give them x-ray vision? And he was talking about how you have to be so precise because if you go in one direction, you might cause someone to lose function in a limb yeah. for the rest of their lives. So having a better roadmap as where to go and what areas to avoid makes it less likely that someone's going to be injured. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm glad you were able to go and uh, bring a nice report back. And uh, Oh, it's on MetroNews.com. That's what I was going to say. You can check Sorry. it out over at MetroNews.com. No worries. But uh, we'll be back with more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Hey, I, I heard yesterday uh, someone who was listening to the program was like, I'm going to go check that Beehive Cafe out. It, that was a cool conversation talking to them and, and hearing about, mm -hmm. you know, a 100% plant-based vegan restaurant out in uh, Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Because I always say, it is, like I said yesterday, it's always nice change of pace going to, mm -hmm. you know, a vegan place or like a, quote, healthy food place. I could totally see my daughters all wanting to go out there oh, and yeah. just kind of see what's on the menu and, and snack around. Um, and I know they, they told us yesterday, right now their their um, hours are on Thursdays, Fridays, and Sundays they're probably going to expand because of people right. wanting, you know, more more service days yep. to Monday in the near future. Well, everybody's looking for a healthier options, especially uh, when it comes to food. And uh, I probably should have done that today, even though I went to Burger King to get my breakfast. But you know what? Uh, so You're healing goes. over <laughs> your allergies. Ugh, like well, you needed comfort over your allergies. <laughs> maybe that's why I get fast food every day. Every, so every single day, day. Every day you have an allergy issue. Literally. Every day. If I could just get like an IV drip of Claritin and just walk around with it all day, it'd be perfect. Well, I was going to say, you know, when I was trying to find like Advil sinus or something, I, I have three or four Benadryl in the car, but that would not have been a good look. I look over, ask you a question. You're just, just, like, just yeah, you're mouth open. Snoring. <laughs> That'd make for a funny show, I guess. Right? I would, a quiet, it would have been a one man Start show. and do that like startled wake up snort oh, snore gosh, thing. Yes. <laughs> you know, talking about I'm not a pretty sleeper either. Because oh. like especially I, I was telling you on Sunday after after lunch, after church, I went into a, a pasta coma. Oh, and my yeah. husband had somewhere he needed to stop, like at a car part. And I'm sitting in the car, it was warm. Mm -hmm. And I I did that. I fell asleep, mouth open, and I'm sure there was probably a camera <laughs> from the car parts place. They probably got a big kick if they went back and looked at Oof. that. But well, yeah, hey, that'll pretty. happen, especially when it's warm in a oh, nice gosh. warm car yes. like that will put yeah. you out in two seconds. Like so an I completely incubator. understand. Oh. 
the best. I'll do that some days. I'll be leaving here and just like sitting in the car waiting for the AC to like warm up mm-hmm. or cool down or whatever. Whatever the, get whatever started. the temperature of the day is. Yeah, and uh, I'll be sitting there just kind of looking at my phone for a couple seconds not think, man, I could just fall asleep just right here. right off, right? Could you imagine? So uh, hopefully the weather will be decent this weekend because uh, we got some events coming up. In fact, um, the Community Combined Ministries is having their their day in the park. And we talked to them uh, towards the end of last month and they are gearing up. I have a friend who volunteers for them. She's going to be making, I don't know if she's making uh, snow cones or cotton candy. Oh, it's cotton candy. She said, she said, I really hope the cicadas are gone by then because she said the last thing I want is a cicada to fly into the cotton candy. Oh, could you imagine that it flies up with all the other uh. cotton candy? Well, I was thinking that too, as you were saying, I was like, man, because it is at War Memorial Park. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that's where it seems like the epicenter of the entire East Coast of the cicadas is. But I think uh, it's I think dying down, though. Say, uh, yesterday I was up Hagerstown Way and uh, I didn't hear any. And then wow. this morning, I didn't hear any walking around downtown with the dog. What about like out here in the parking lot? Did I didn't notice, notice them. Any? I didn't even so, notice them this morning. I didn't notice them because usually I go out with the dog like after five. I'm like, it seems quiet. I'm yeah. hearing other other sounds and not the cicada it's sounds. It's going to be so. kind of eerie for like the first couple of days. Not eerie in like a scary sense, but Just I guess noticeable? a little weird. Noticeable is the correct, is yeah. what I should have said. It's going to definitely be noticeable the first couple of days, I think. Yeah. Walking around and not hearing them or seeing them everywhere. Goodness. But yeah, uh, the uh, Community Combined Ministries, they have their free community day coming up uh, this weekend at War Memorial Park. And this is our conversation with Diana Hall a couple weeks ago. Wall, Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Diana Wall from Community Combined Ministries. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. Oh, absolutely. We're always happy to end your friend of the program. You've been on here on these airwaves a long time with us uh, talking about kids power packs and all of that. You guys have. Uh, a special event coming up. We'll talk about that too, but let our listener know about uh, Community Combined Ministries and what you guys are about and how long you've been around. Well, first off, I want to say thank or uh, congratulations on your award. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> thank read you. that online. <laughs> Thanks. So um, what was your question? I'm sorry. <laughs> Just let folks know about Community Combined Ministries, ministry. how it came about, how long you guys have been doing what you're doing. So Community Combined Ministries is ministry my husband and I started 14 years ago, uh, our children were extremely teeny tiny, and now my daughter's taller than me. So that's how many years <laughs> have gone by. Uh, so we are a feeding ministry, and we feed roughly around 1,000 children every week between Berkeley and Jefferson County, and we work with the area schools to do that. That's amazing. And um, so is it... I'm trying to think of when I was going back to school. That was, I think those were like school-sanctioned lunches. But is this a thing where, you know, uh, parents can kind of opt in for their children to, you know, have these meals? Or is it kind of a thing that's just there if you need it? Well, thankfully, the counselors are amazing at our schools. So they are our eyes and ears. And so they identify the children that are in need. Mm-hmm. And then the bags that get sent home, they cover Friday night and all three meals Saturday and Sunday. Oh, wow. And then dawn breaks, uh, we cover every meal while they're off and then through the summer as well. So how has that uh, changed for you since the pandemic started back up? Has it made you a lot busier, I guess? The pandemic has made everything busier (laughs) and a little strange. Um, So, yeah, we honestly, the Lord had us prepared. Um, A testimony is right before it hit. He kept saying, order extra, order extra. And I'm like, Lord, we don't have any place to put right. this. What are we going to do with all what this extra stuff? And as soon as it came in, 
is when the pandemic hit. We wow. had 10 skids of food to where then, you know, it was difficult after that. We were ordering online from Texas, North Carolina, you name it, you know, to get it in. But Sam's, all kudos to them um, because they got it all in for us right before it hit. Wow. It probably helps that you guys are, are frequent visitors up there to, to Sam's. But <laughs> yes. I remember talking to folks from the county nutrition department and they were saying we you know when they were trying to get the meals to go for kids it, there was a huge supply issue and it yes. sounds like you guys got in a little ahead of that and were able to fill in the gap because i know some of the area school systems really depended on you guys meeting some of the need in in that beginning when it was so confusing exactly and again you know all glory to god because i'm not that smart to order everything in that soon didn't know of course the pandemic was coming and so he just really just prepared us and we stayed a couple months ahead even though we were down to like five people helping versus the 150 to 250 that we normally have we the bags were always there see so since school wasn't in in the normal sense were you making house visits or were you having centralized locations where people could come pick things up or were you still putting them out through the now, school through the summer we have different distribution sites and the parents sign a different form to release their name and their information but during the actual school year even through the pandemic everything went through the schools. so the schools were either having the parents like we would deliver and the parents would come and pick up or most of our counselors were doing home visits wow. and delivering. I, th I feel like it's very easy to not necessarily overlook, but not notice how important those meals are for kids during the school year uh, to get those, you know, once, twice a day. And then, of course, in the weekend, too. So when the pandemic hit, uh, that's one of the first things I thought of was how some of the kids that depend on school to eat going to eat. Right. And. Golly, I'm trying to think back now because so much has happened <laughs> yeah. in the last year. Yeah, no, yeah. But um, the bus drivers, too, they were, uh, we were taking the boxes down to the bus garage, and the bus drivers, a lady made up a route for all the bus drivers, and they would drop the bags off and wave to the kids through the window. Oh, wow. And teachers, you know, like everyone just joined in together now we did have a lot of the public that wanted to help but sadly you know we couldn't allow that because of the privacy right pre-pandemic those packing days were kind of a party you guys would have hundreds yes. of volunteers you'd have a praise and worship band you'd all gather in a local elementary school and then the pandemic hit and like you said you might only have five people you know and that's unloading that's packing and everything everything say and less people with more demand correct yeah and so we were blessed again because we always packed in the school so we found ourselves homeless and we had uh westview baptist right down the street here they opened up their fellowship hall and you know just closed everything else off and we were able to use their facility and just leave everything set up that's a huge help that was a huge help and then we had another baptist charlestown baptist uh did the same thing a couple times now we actually have a spot right over here off foxcroft um, we're temporarily right behind the outback in the old gym but we're supposed to be moving into another permanent spot they're trying to get it fixed up for us. So we now have a home. Well, be careful with nice. some of that road work on right, Foxcroft. Right. We were just Fox talking about that a couple of minutes up. ago. But uh, uh -oh. you guys are celebrating a uh, anniversary? 
I believe, a 14th anniversary. 14th anniversary, yes. So um, next year, of course, will be the big one. Oh, 15. true, very true. But, yes, 14 years, and like I said, it just, I mean, the time has flown by so fast. Hasn't always just, been easy, and I know, you know, we've had you on before. You've talked about some of the stories from the kids and the families. What kind of difference does this make? And we know it's not just you. It's your it's your husband. It's a, a an army of an volunteers. Army, yes. Um, and, and good people doing everything from packing to donating. So what kind of difference does it make to a kid? So we have received pictures, especially like through the summer, where they will take a picture of the before and after. Um, back before all this hit, we were able to do, we did frozen boxes. So they weren't getting the same, you know, non-perishable things that we send through the schools but we actually had a company that made up actual kids power pack boxes and it was full of frozen stuff that the kids love, you know, like the little pizzas and all that good stuff. And so we would have the parents send us pictures of their freezer being empty or maybe one piece in there and the refrigerator. Cause we would get things for that as well. And then, you know, um, just to see that in the, the, just the blessing and they love coming, like, at our pickups. They would come and some of them would come and just pick up. Others would come and, like, hang out with us. Right. Oh. So, you know, we really enjoy the summer, our Christmas, and our community day because we get to connect with them. Another opportunity to hang out, whether you are, are a participant in the program or not, is yeah. coming up next month. That is the Community Combined Ministries 10th Annual Community Day in the park at War Memorial. Talk about that. This is our favorite event because <laughs> <laughs> it's always warm and sunshiny and, you know, it's in a beautiful park. We love War Memorial Park and we're so grateful that they allow us to put this event on. Uh, it was a little late in the planning. Uh, we had it reserved, but, you know, we kept holding off and holding off. and You didn't know. We didn't right, know. Right. So, um it's I think the Lord's really teaching me about my OCD and my my checklist yeah. <laughs> and it's not I'm in control he's in control because <laughs> yeah Diana's head has almost popped several times throughout all this <laughs> um but we are we are getting it planned uh we have it's just a absolutely and I want to stress free day and no one's allowed to sell or take donations, even our own ministry. We have people try to hand us money, and we say, no, no, no. Um, you'll have to send it later. So, And we have booths of churches, nonprofits, other outreaches. And this is our way of giving back to the community for those churches to get their information out and other nonprofits, as well as getting all the resources that's available in one location. Plus, it's a ton of fun. And it's a ton of fun. Talk about some of the things that will be there for kiddos of, of all ages. <laughs> well, we have to mention the snow cones mm -hmm. and the cotton candy. Right. Miss Debbie and Fred do that every year. And it's so funny because the cotton candy, of course, kind of floats all over. So they're like sticky from head to toe by the time <laughs> they get done. And watching the kids walk around with it all stuck around their faces or the blue or red lips from the snow cones. Um, New Hope does the hot dogs. We have hot dogs and chips and soda and water. So everything's free there. We have praise and worship bands. 
Uh, Pastor Rich Miller will be bringing the message this year from One Light Church. And we also have a canine show taking place this year, Optiman Canine. And I talked with Brian and Pete as the the co-owners of that. But I specifically talked to Brian, and I am so excited to have them. Mm -hmm. I am a big, huge dog lover. I have (laughs) two. So... Um, this way the kids get to see, you know, and understand and the importance of ownership of a dog and the obedience and the training that it takes. And then we're tying the message in as far as the obedience of following, following God. We're speaking with Diana Wall from Community Combined Ministries, and we're speaking about their Community Day in the Park, which is a free family-friendly event that's coming up. Uh, One more time for people that might just be tuning in. uh, Can you tell them how to just find out, one, about things that you guys are doing, maybe Facebook page, website, and of course, again, about the uh, Community Day in the Park? Yes. So uh, one more thing on the Community Day is we have three different inflatables, so we'll have a big slide. So if you want to come over and go down the slide, come on over. Sure. Um, we have obstacle course and then a big basketball hoop. And then all the booths try to do giveaways or games. So it's really fun. We have families that come out and just hang out with us all day. So come on out. Everyone is invited. Everyone. It, it is June 19th from noon to 5 at War Memorial Park. Uh you're still asking if anyone wants to sponsor or volunteer. They, they're welcome to come if there's a church, uh, for example, that hasn't signed up. They're welcome to do that as well. Yes. So they can um, email me at communitycombinedwv at gmail.com. Our website is communitycombined.org. And then we're on Facebook as Community Combined Ministries slash Kids Power Packs. Now, they say that uh, these cicadas are edible. I guess that that means that you will not be putting them into any of the lunch boxes or anything, right? That is not my plan. No. 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 I'll go fishing with them, but I'm you not You know, I wondered about in. that. Yes. That's, prob- that's probably good lure, right? I actually love... I We stopped by the park on Sunday because everybody was posting videos. Yeah. And I grew up right by the park. So my brothers, I'm the youngest... Uh, and I had six brothers, and so we oh, would. Oh, jeez, good yeah. luck! Yeah, wow. <laughs> so we would climb trees and catch them and go fishing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, so we stopped down there, and I just, just kind of took me back to childhood. Just hearing mm-hmm. it was amazing just to hear them. It was strange over the weekend. I was driving around and heard the, like them loud for the it's first so time, nice. and it was like a take back. Like, oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, like it's been that long since I've heard that noise. Right. Yeah. It just. I don't know. It was nice memories. But yeah. not being served intentionally but, anyway right, at the right. community. Will not be, yeah, will not be in any uh, community lunch boxes. Day. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. And even my six brothers, like, we never thought about eating them. So <laughs> You didn't yeah. know Jason from the big dog. That was his yeah, first. That's that was his all default he wants to do. I would, I'm surpri- I would be surprised if he hasn't done it yet, if he hasn't tried. I know yet. he wants to do it on, on air. So we'll we'll see. Anyway, that community day happening, not not in the next week or so, but June 19th, noon to five at War Memorial Park. And there is no rain date, so it's rain or shine. Yes. So uh, we're hoping for for good weather for you guys. And uh, Diana, thank you for everything you guys do in this community. You make a difference in the lives of so many families, not just children, but families. It's, it's, again, all glory to God and, and all our volunteers and our sponsors and everyone because we certainly couldn't do it alone.
And that was our conversation with Diana Wall from Community Combined Ministries about their uh, free community day at War Memorial Park, which is this weekend. Of course, that was an old interview from a couple of weeks ago. So that event is this weekend, and it's free, of course, at War Memorial Park. But real quick, we'll uh, have to take one more quick break, and we'll be back to kind of talk about uh, the community day at the park in just a second on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. Visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik, and we have some uh, traffic alerts for you here on I-81. It's a day that ends in Y, so there must be an issue on I-81. Yep, every single day. What else is new, right? But it looks like there's a backage, or a backup, rather. I like on, backage. Uh, That's a, a good... Backage? I like that. There's a backage. I don't mind it either. Let's make that up. Yeah, on ID One North, professionals, we can we can make that word an established word now. A package. Yeah, there is a uh, a massive package on ID One around Inwood. Careful, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that one did sound a little rough. Maybe package isn't the correct word we should okay. be using. Uh, blockage, maybe. Anyways, uh, it's on ID One North around Inwood. Uh, it looks like there's some tractor trailers that had broken down, and uh, of course, right there around Inwood with the construction, there's not a whole lot of places for a broken down anything right. to get out of the way. So this is northbound ID. One. Apparently, the traffic backups are starting around exit five area. It looks like they're moving slowly, but there are apparently two disabled tractor trailers kind of towards the right. So if you're listening and uh, you can respond to that, get over on the left side. Yeah, get as far left as you can, as quick as you can. But uh, yeah, looking at the cameras here on West Virginia or on WV511.org, uh, it looks like things are moving a little bit. So hopefully but this... But it's still um, red. It's oh, not like yeah, orange. It's not, yeah, you're, uh, when I say moving a little bit, I emphasis on the relative, little bit. Right? Yeah, <laughs> emphasis on the little bit because it uh, doesn't look like there's too much, although it does look like it's kind of clearing, but uh, we could sit here and watch this. I could sit here and watch traffic cameras You're a map day. guy, though. Yeah. And I, say, like, and I say I'll get that from my dad. A quick funny story about my dad here since we only got a couple seconds. And Father's Day is coming up, oh, so yeah. always a good time to embarrass him. So he <laughs> loves... He loves tra- like cameras, right? Okay. Like web cameras and stuff from like different cities and whatnot. And uh, my parents went on a cruise a couple of years ago, and they were down somewhere in the Caribbean, what have you. And before the trip, he had uh, looked online to see where different, you know, webcams were on the beaches, right? Oh my god! So uh, they are in somewhere in like Mexico or the Caribbean, and uh, we get a message from him, me and my sister, um, saying, "Hey, we're at this beach. Pull up this camera." So we're like, "All right." So I run down uh, and down to the uh, to a computer and I'm looking at it and it's this gorgeous beach, right? Clear uh-huh. blue water. And uh, I don't see anybody. So I'm like, ah, maybe the camera's uh, down or something. or something. But then uh, I start to see this little dot out at the far end of the beach coming. It's getting bigger and bigger. And then I see another <laughs> one it's getting bigger, bigger, getting closer, closer. And there's my parents walking up on this beach. And my dad's just standing there in his uh. bathing suit, just waving and smiling at this camera. And I'm sure people were looking at him like, what is this guy doing? Did like, your mom know that was oh, why of course she did. And she we... gave a quick wave and then she got uh, away yeah, from him. Like, and let him this. do that. Like, that's his thing. He can do that. <laughs> That's hysterical that he could even find that and no, know. He's like, when I went on a trip over uh, to Europe a handful of years ago, um, I get a message. Well, my buddy got a message that I was traveling with from my dad saying, uh, hey, where are you guys at? And he said somewhere in the Netherlands or whatever. And uh, he goes, okay, hang on. And then we don't get any messages from him for a minute. And he goes, are you at this corner? Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, what? And then I look up and there's this camera on top of this uh, hotel. <laughs> 
right? That's looking. And then I see it. I'm like, he's just sitting there in his office, just staring at us. He's, <laughs> staring he on this found corner. you in Europe. Wow. Uh, I guess that he had to make sure skills. I was all right. That is a skill set. That's yeah. a dad. That's a mad dad skill set. That is. That is a very, what uh, the trending hashtag on the internet right now is hashtag dad moves. Uh-huh. That is very much a dad move. That's a signature dad move for your dad. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. So there's uh, the, my little Father's Day story for him, I guess. Very nice. Yeah. But that'll do it for us here on Panhandle Live <laughs> for today on WPM and WCST. If you missed any of our conversation, you can find it over on our Facebook page a little bit later on. But for Marsh Kabalik, I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Have a great one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.